It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, it's 2024 and you know what that means, folks. Us F1 YouTubers can go ham with predictions now. So my name buddy, Lawrence Barreto, dropped his five predictions for the 2024 season. That's all well and good. I can do better than that. I can give you 15. And if you subscribe right now and you follow along for the season, you can find out how wrong I will be. I'll get this out of the way first and foremost. I reckon that McLaren will win a race this season, not Oscar Piastri. We will see Lando Prime in 2024, and he will probably do it at one of his stronger tracks, most notably at the Imola circuit or at Spielberg, especially with Spielberg, because that's where he got his first podium, and really set the tone for the 2020 season in firmly establishing that Lando Norris was somebody to really look at in the future. With the MCL 38 looking the way it is and their two brand new staff members coming out of gardening leave, I don't see why McLaren can't win a race in 2024. It's looking really, really likely. They've got their ducks in a row more than the other teams right now. My second prediction will be that Williams will bag a top five finish more than once. Now, Lawrence Barreto predicted that Williams could get a podium, but I think that might be a little bit too far-fetched right now. In a couple of years' time, it could happen. But for 2024, a top five finish on more than one occasion will be probably more realistic and it'll be Albon that will do it. Albon showed us all very clearly that he can get good results in that car because he has the experience. Because Williams still follow the old adage of, hey, if it's really fast in a straight line, that'll do. In the corners though, it's a bit of a crab shoot. And that has led to them being at the top of the Destructors Championship more than once because in the corners, uh, Good luck. Bring us a car that's more complementary to the ground effect era. Williams could get a top five finish at some of the more established tracks. This next one I think could easily happen. That Max Verstappen will have a DNF in 2024 through nothing of his own volition. 
a mechanical fault. According to the wires, is that the RB20 is really pushing the envelope in what is possible. Adrian Newey is looking for every last ounce left of innovation that this concept can provide before we get the new one in 2026. The diminishing returns thing is very, very plausible since Red Bull are at the peak of all of this. They are now getting to the point where they are failing crash tests. And that is quite common in the world of Formula One. It just means that they went a little bit too far. They have to rein it back in a little before they can pass the crash tests. You are leaving things on the table if you pass the crash tests on the first go. But nevertheless, Adrian Newey is determined to do anything possible to make the best car possible. And that will mean things do end up being a little bit more fragile than is ideal. Reliability could be compromised. And I could easily see it that Max Verstappen's car, whilst he is leading a race, could easily end up breaking. The RB19 was effectively bulletproof because it was an established evolution of the RB18. But the RB20 though, it's going to have to take things really, really high to keep up ahead of everyone else and have a similar season to what 2023 was. So I wouldn't be surprised if this car ends up being a little bit more delicate than last year's and Max Verstappen will be exceedingly angry. Of course, Sergio Perez will be affected by this, but I think Max Verstappen will make his disapproval more clear. My next prediction is that Fernando Alonso will bag his first pole position since Hockenheim 2012. Look, what became quite clear is that the AMR 23 was a car that could get Fernando Alonso a pole position on more than one occasion, most notably at Monaco, which is where I think Fernando Alonso will get that pole. He was absolutely sensational in Monaco, and it took Max Verstappen in the third sector going absolutely ballistic to get that pole away from him. So I think with the AMR24 being more developed and them having a better upgrade path with their new technologies and their tools and the facilities coming online, Aston Martin could get that pole for Fernando Alonso and show once more that age is no longer a factor in Formula One, so long as you have the desire and hunger and the car in able to get those good results. So Fernando Alonso getting a pole, I think is doable. A win? Not too sure on that one. Not enough to call it. Prediction number five. I think that Pierre Gasly will score more points than Esteban Ocon. Well, let me guess, is it because you just don't like Esteban Ocon? No, not necessarily. I think it's down to the fact that Pierre Gasly arrived at Alpine at the right time. At this time, Alpine are going through a complete reshuffle of their organization, changing their mindset in the way they do things, and trying to get as much division out of the entire outfit as possible, making sure that everyone works together, everything is as efficient as possible, and they can make the most of the cost cap, since Otmar Safnauer, the former team principal, said that they were actually operating under budget and weren't utilizing the entire cost cap allocation. Interesting. This will be changing over the course of this season, since Bruno Fabian is actually talking sense, and I feel like Pierre Gasly will be more suited to adapting as quickly as possible since he's relatively new. Whereas Esteban Ocon has been around for quite a few seasons now, and he is reaching the end of his contract, and I just think he's a bit more set in his ways. And his rhetoric of going all out and doing anything possible to score points, and telling Alpine to search for the top of the midfield no matter how realistic it is, I just feel all of these words are just things that Alpine does not want to hear. Right now, Alpine need drivers who are just going to knuckle down and get on with the job without too many high expectations. Of course, Ocon will score well. I feel Alpine will do better in 2024, but I think Gasly will just edge him once more. Prediction number six, Liam Lawson will race again in 2024. This could be either through injury or illness or Helmut Marco just going, 
you know what, I just want to stick Liam in a car and see what happens. He cannot partake in FB1 sessions anymore as a rookie driver. And Helmut Marco once again has rubbed salt into the wound for all drivers concerned. He wants to see Liam Lawson in the race car once more to see whether or not he's good enough for 2025. And since he is the reserve driver for Red Bull and AlphaTauri, it's entirely possible that he could be slotted in for a Grand Prix or two. This will probably put a fire under every single Red Bull driver who isn't Max Verstappen, since their career could be on the line here if Liam Lawson outperforms them in the limited time he is available. So that's something to watch out for. My next prediction is that Yuki Tsunoda will equal his best finish of P4. Podium, perhaps? The AT05 or SRB05 or whatever it's going to be called will be better than the AT04 since it's going to be sharing a lot more components with the RB19. Both drivers will reap the benefits from this since Yuki Tsunoda is definitely impressing and making the competition for the second Red Bull seat in 2025 all the more complicated. It's Daniel Ricciardo's seat to lose now instead of just something that he's expected to inherit from Sergio Perez. There's going to be a little more intrigue here, and I think Yuki Tsunoda is sensing an opportunity since he is staking his claim for that Red Bull seat instead of settling for wherever Honda is going to put him. He is determined to be at Red Bull for as long as possible. I think he could match his best position from Abu Dhabi 2021. Yeah, Yuki Tsunoda was fourth in that race. And did you remember that Carlos Sainz was third? Because nobody seems to remember. Nobody seems to care. Prediction number eight. Charles Leclerc will win a race from pole for once. Yes, I know, the whole adage of this pole-to-win conversion rate has been done to death, but I really get the feeling that the Progetto 676 car that Ferrari is cooking for the 2024 season is geared more towards Charles Leclerc, and I think he will be the better driver for that season since, well, Ferrari are desperate to keep him, supposedly all the way through to 2029. Carlos Sainz is a little bit more expendable than Charles Leclerc, and I find that to be a little bit silly since this current lineup is a really solid one and one that Ferrari should keep for as long as possible. But nevertheless, they want to keep Charles, and I really get the feeling that they will be leaning the development towards Leclerc, and that he could get a win, because this car seems to be a little bit more stable, they seem to have a better handle on it, and the initial feedback from Charles has actually been encouraging. Because I remember for the 2020 season, Charles Leclerc was voicing his concern with the SF1000, and that turned out to be quite accurate. And so far, the comments have been positive. Prediction number nine, Logan Sargent will score at least twice. CFW46, like I said with Albon, will be better since Pat Fry is now in the hot seat as the technical director and steering the development of the car, and he was able to observe where the FW45 was lacking, and there might be a better game plan in trying to figure out how can they make a better car, which will be a lot less averse to corners, and that means the drivers don't have to push it to the limit, and then they make mistakes, and we see Logan Sargent topping the Destructors' Championship. That is something I think Williams need to fix, because it will benefit them in the long run, since they don't have to spend so much money in repairing the car and limiting the innovations and the developments and the upgrades that Logan gets. Because remember, there was a disparity between Albon and Sargent, even though Logan caused the crashes, but Williams were to blame partially. So if they can develop a car which is better in the corners, it will be of benefit to everybody in the organisation, including Logan Sargent and his confidence, since his seat is up for debate for 2025. Remember, Williams, corners, they're a thing. Prediction number 10. Lance Stroll will secure his first podium since Sakia 2020. Come on, Law. Is this really possible after his 2023 season? Yes, I know what you're thinking. Lance Stroll is terrible. He has to be replaced. He has to go to the World Endurance Championship. Look, hear me out. Qatar, he went through the ringers. He got absolutely pummeled all over media. And I feel like that actually has been a turning point for his entire mindset. 
he seems to be a little bit calmer. The end of his season was a lot better than the middle portion. It was more akin to the beginning of 2023. He got some really good finishes. He got some really good competent race starts. He just seemed a little bit more composed. It just means that in the background, something has changed. Fernando Alonso isn't out to get him. He is genuinely trying to support him because Fernando knows which side of his bread is buttered. He just seems a bit chirpier than he was in September and October. Whether or not he could sustain it for 2024, I'm not exactly sure. But I do think a podium is definitely possible since he seems to be a little bit more relaxed. And that means that Aston Martin can viably be in contention for third in the constructors. Prediction number 11. Daniel Ricciardo will secure a podium in the 2024 season. Most notably, the first half, because again, development is very, very crucial here. Like with Yuki's prediction, I reckon that the Racing Bulls team will have a car that will power out of the gate with a good setup, but it will peter out toward the end of the season, unless the RB20 hand-me-downs keep coming. For the first half though, if Daniel Ricciardo can actually get things together like he did at Mexico, his motivation is very key to his performance. And if he has a car which has a really good setup that he can work with on his own, like we saw with the RB19 tyre test, that would be really interesting to see. This is one of the shakier ones, but I felt like saying it. Prediction number 12, Lewis Hamilton will win a race, probably the likes of Canada or Hungary. It will be really hard for Mercedes to produce a car that is worse than the W14 over the course of the season. But was it really that terrible? Not really. I mean, it's still got second in the constructors. But I don't think the W15 will be faster than the W14 out of the gate. Things take time to bed in and for them to fully understand the concept and whether or not they can extract every single ounce of performance that they can. So for those first few races, they will be just dialing things in and calibrating and it won't be at its full potential. But by the time we get to the end of the flyaway races and we get to the likes of the Canadian Grand Prix or especially the Hungarian Grand Prix, Mercedes will be on top of it and Lewis Hamilton will be extracting everything out of it. He will have had a lot more input. He seems to be a little bit more keen in being involved in the development process, maybe even being in the simulator a little bit more often. I can see him bagging a win, but it won't be at the beginning races because Mercedes, they will have to make sure everything works and make sure everything's set up and that they don't rush things. But they could be on it. Prediction number 13. Haas will not be last, thanks to Ferrari and Nico Hülkenberg. I reckon Sauber will be last as Haas's closer involvement with Ferrari will see them reap the benefits of the Projecto 676 turns out to be better than the SF23. Yes, Haas have money now. They have been talking about it many a day that they have been able to actually have the full cost cap allocation. But so far, they've really not been able to utilize it properly. But they are working on that very slowly. They are slowly bringing in more R&D in-house, meaning that they can actually get upgrades more efficiently and they don't have to rely on Delara or Ferrari providing them the hand-me-downs to be able to reap the benefits. Because as we saw in 2020, if Ferrari have a bad year, Haas will have a bad year. So hopefully they'll be able to address that. And I feel like they are trying a little bit harder. At least there are a few more clues that something's going on. Whereas with Salba, I've got no idea because Audi are really keeping their distance. They've been deliberately going, well, we're not getting involved until 2026 because we don't want to dilute our brand. No, Audi, you are not getting involved because you don't want to risk having a howler of a season and your reputation being tarnished. You're just waiting and seeing what happens and then coming in as a savior and going, look what our involvement's doing to this team. We've saved the team. Yeah, I see what you're doing, Audi. Prediction number 14, Oscar Piastri will win again in 2024. I think it's going to be a sprint race. I think Oscar could be a beast because his biggest weakness in 2023 was tyre management, but he did get a handle on it toward the end of the season and he will be better in 2024. 
I don't think he's going to be absolutely perfect, but he will have improved since last year. He has improved considerably in all aspects. But I feel the sprint race, where tyre management isn't that much of an issue, he could be a really big contender for the sprint championship, effectively. Because Max Verstappen, he doesn't really care as much as he does for Grand Prix victories, because he doesn't like the sprint format. So I can easily imagine if Oscar Piastri gets the jump on him, and he is convincingly leading Max Verstappen, I don't see the Dutchman really going all out to try and beat him. He will probably settle for being right behind Oscar and going like, okay, I'll just get the points. I don't really see the point of pushing because I might make a mistake and compromise with Grand Prix victory because he does value those more, as do most of the drivers. So I feel like Oscar will be able to capitalize on that and go for those victories because as far as I'm concerned, it's a win. And McLaren, it's another little bit of a positive and things to add to their trophy cabinet. My last prediction, I reckon that one team principal slash representative will be fired. Which one I think it will be? Well, I think it's probably going to be Alessandro Aluni Bravi. Yeah, I remembered his name, finally! And mainly it's because he seems to me the most expendable. Over the course of the last few years, fans have become far more aware of who the team principals actually are. And there isn't really one anymore that I have gone, who's that guy again? I mean, you could easily argue that Bruno Famine, the Alpine team principal, is that right now, but he's only just started. He will improve in terms of his recognition and awareness over the course of 2024, since he will make more public appearances in the wake of what must have now. But right now, Aluni Bravi is just literally a team representative for the likes of Andreas Seidel, who came in as the CEO of the Sauber Group, and so far really hasn't made an impression, considering how much he was able to do at McLaren, which I find really, really odd. Are they just going softly, softly? I don't know. They just seemed incredibly anonymous. And so far, Aluni Bravi has not impressed me in terms of being a team principal, because his specialty is being the managing director of the Sauber Group. He is more in charge of sales, marketing and communications. That's why throughout all the time as they've been going through their brand refresh, it's been Aluni Bravi talking about, look forward to this brand new surprise. We can't wait to tease our new brand. It's been him hyping everybody up and us being left incredibly disappointed as I described in my video from yesterday about the final identity for Sauber's last couple of seasons before they become Audi. I could easily see Aluni Bravi reverting back to his managing director role. I don't see him being fired from the group entirely. I think he'll just go back to his desk job. Who could replace him? Well, most people might think it might be Mattia Bonotto since his gardening leave from Ferrari has been completed, but I don't really see him coming back as a team principal. I realistically think he could come back as an engineering bod for Haas, maybe a background job where he doesn't have to be in front of the cameras. He can just get on and be an engineer and do what he likes. Could Otmar Savna come in? At Force India and Racing Point, he was really good. And considering the rumours about him not being able to fully utilise the Alpine cost cap, he was compromised. I think he might have a better job working with the likes of Andreas Seidel. He might be able to value Safnau's contributions a little more. Maybe a little less oversight and supervision. Who knows? That could be an opportunity, perhaps, before Audi comes in. Otmar Safnau and Audi bringing them in could be neat. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Thanks for listening to my ladder ramblings. If you liked what you heard, do be sure to leave a five-star rating on your podcasting platform of choice. I really do appreciate it. And until the next time I traverse the ladder, I hope you have a pleasant day. Goodbye.